Peace, this is your host Krill of Out The Box. The following interview is part of our throwback series of Out The Box Talks. These are interviews that were done prior to the official season one and two of Out The Box Talks. Enjoy. Welcome to another edition of Out The Box Radio. I'm your host Krill. Today our special guest on the line actually comprises of two MCs, both representing the city of Detroit, Michigan, with a recent move to Los Angeles. While both artists have had success individually and also as previous group members, they have come together to produce a brand new album alongside one of the greatest music producers that ever lived. Many of us know him as the legendary Jay Dilla. Each artist indeed shares a personal connection to Dilla, one being a great longtime friend and the other being his actual biological brother. Altogether, they are known as the Yancey Boys. So it's without further ado that I bring to you, hailing originally from the city of Detroit, Michigan, my brother, Frank Nitt of Frank and Dank, and the homie Illa J, better known as the Yancey Boys. Welcome to Out the Box, y'all. Yo, what up, though? What's the deal? So happy to have y'all on the line, man. Oh, man, thanks for having us, bro. We appreciate it, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. And I know y'all got the uh, the new album, the the Sunset Boulevard album that I'm bumping. I'm just loving the vibe to it. So we're going to get into it a little bit later. Before we jump yeah. into the actual crux of the interview, i just like to take some time to talk to you guys about your history with music. So, um, you know, just so the people know to refresh their, their, their history on you, tell us how um, each of you guys became inspired to do rapping as a career. Man, um, well, it's Frank there right here, yo. Um, you know, music been like a part of my 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 whole life since you know I, I can remember since a little baby. You know what I'm saying? Like my brothers, right. both drummers, they had you know live bands in the basement, and, and you know my first kind of foray into music was being a dancer. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's how like I, I met. That's how like me and Bill bonded. Me and Dank. You know, we were all like you know hip hop dancers, break dancers, or whatever. When right. we were young kids, we met. I met Dylan in 1986. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wow. Actually, Illa J still in in Mama Yancey's belly when I met Dylan. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, uh, from little kids, man. You know, we 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 loved music and dancing, and that uh, transformed the DJ. And you know, Dylan taught me how to DJ, and we took that and was doing parties and all that. And you know, he he took it a step farther and started actually making the beats and. And going that 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 direction, and man, once he started doing that, I mean, not just me, everybody seen that he had a gift at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the things he could, the things he could do, like with minimal equipment. You know, dudes with uh, million dollar studios couldn't figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, from there it was just like, man, it just became like the passion, and we had someone in the forefront, someone we could look to and, and get guidance from, and someone we could. You know what I'm saying? Look up to. Definitely. That was right there. And it wasn't just some dude that we listen to their record and see him in concert. This was my homeboy. I can go over his crib and be inspired. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, I think it just became like Frank and Dank wasn't a rap group. Dank was Dank before there was a Frank and Dank. You understand? Mm. Like, uh, it wasn't a, a, a traditional rap group. It was a situation where, you know, Dilla was, was doing his thing, Slum was doing their thing, and you know, Frank was there around rapping. Thanks, same difference. But you know, it was T3 and 
and Dilla's idea to make Frank and Becky group. You get what I'm saying? Right. It was right. like it was it was really just within the confines of our friendship and all of us loving music, man. It was just progression. You know what I'm saying? Like for me. You know mm, what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. Ella J, give us a little history on yourself and how you got started. Uh like for me, uh I mean it been pretty much like like I mean, same as Frank. Like I, mean, I grew up in a musical family. Um, like my um, like my dad would always be playing music, and you know, both my mom and dad sing. So uh, I grew up them singing jazz in the living room, and also my brother uh, making music downstairs. And then my right. my dad would be training singers downstairs. Uh, like <laughs> I remember, I I wake up singers, and all it's it was like a musical workshop going on all the time. So it's like pretty much grew, grew up into that and then um as far as like writing and everything um i started writing like at a young age like around eight or whatever and then uh i remember like the first um cassette i ever listened to because i i listened to just soul and all that kind of stuff because that's what my dad played and my mom played mm-hmm. and um uh, i uh i saw this uh this little cassette whatever laying around it was it was a uh, i think it was ice cube predator and mm-hmm. that was like the first rap I'd ever heard, <laughs> and uh, after that I started writing raps and stuff. But I, me, but, but all along I'd always been singing, like because of my family, I was in choir and everything. So right. um, pretty much, I, I like as far as like pursuing my career, like I, I didn't uh, get a chance to really do that until around like when I was nineteen, and right. that was like after my bro passed. But I recorded um, uh, I recorded my first track actually when I was thirteen uh, with my brother. I, Spit one of my little rhymes I was writing. I was when I was like thirteen. I spit it in the studio, and you know mm. he he had the limo come and take me to the studio <laughs> and all that. So you know Frank was there. It was crazy, literally since the beginning. So wow, um, just to, to see everything where it's at now. You know what I mean? Like I was in the, I was in there when I was thirteen doing my first verse, and now we you know we releasing this album, Yancey Boys. Is, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's you know it's, it's crazy to see things come full circle, but I mean it's it's pretty much been a musical journey since the beginning. Wonderful, wonderful, man. I, I'm seeing it unfold, definitely. Now, the first Yancey Boys album, you know, only featured you, Illa J, on the raps, along with Dilla, of course, on the beats. Tell us exactly how you came into the picture, Frank. Man, um, well, like like Illa said, you know, I've been around from, from the beginning. You get what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. at the time when he did the Yancey Boys record, he was living out here. I was... Well, I was actually living in Toronto at the time. So, okay. you know, moving around and, like, uh, once I kind of decided, you know, I wanted to be out in L.A., the first place I went to was Illa's. You get what I'm saying? Right. And when I touched down, now, they had hit me up before just to do a skit on the record, just to tell, you know, the, the alien story that, that it's a funny little story, you know, because I used to call Dilla alien all the time <laughs> and, and tell him his whole family was aliens, you know what I'm saying? Like, what family you know everybody look like and uh, sing together, uh, the Brady Bunch. That's it. <laughs> it's only family, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, by the time I actually touched down in L.A., he was, uh, the record was already out. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think, our, I mean, because Illa, when he decided that he really, really wanted to do music, the first place he came was to Toronto with me and Dan. Mm-hmm. And I put him okay. through the Put it through boot camp, what we call the boot camp, which is is basically how we came up, uh, you know, recording under Dilla. Like, we didn't get preferential treatment. We couldn't 
uh, uh, like the beat tapes <laughs> that everybody heard. We didn't get beats off of those. You get what I'm saying? Mm, he would, okay. He'd make ours from scratch. No matter how much we begged, argued, uh, smoked blunts and all of that. Right. Nah, you can't have that beat. I'll make you one. You get what I'm saying? Wow. So, and, then, and then, you know, like because Frank was always there, I was the right-hand man, you know, I had to learn everything. I had to learn how to run the studio and all of that. And he would dump a beat and then go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? He'd go upstairs at 2 3 o'clock in the morning and tell tell me and Dank, basically, I want to have a song to mix when I wake up. You wow. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like no, I might add a verse. I might do a chorus or something. But nah, I, y'all lyrics and everything got to be in place. So I just have to come in and mix. That's it. Right? So wow. that was our boot. And that's how we made records. And that's how it made us very, very efficient. Like, I can literally get in a, 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 a studio and if I got the beat there, uh, three, four hours later, I'll have you a whole song. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. we grew up pressure. So wow. when Illa came, came to Toronto, it was the same thing. We'll put up a beat. You got to write your lyrics first, and we'll build a song around you. And we'll leave him in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, leave him show him how to work it, and we would, we, we'll be gone downstairs or wherever we was, you know, doing our thing until he was ready. You get what I'm saying? So that's that's how he learned. So Again, when he got out here, him and Mike Ross from Delicious Vinyl kind of did the record. You know what I'm saying? And it was a, a crazy situation. They stayed around the corner from each other, and it's just a, you know what I mean? Just a a, a, mm-hmm. a perfect situation, I would assume. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. uh, so when I got involved, uh, uh, it was our the record was already out. So what what we did was came up with a, a tour for our, for me and him to go on. You get what I'm saying? Because I had a record out as well. So. Uh, we uh, created the Delicious Vinyl, I mean, Delicious Donuts Tour, you know, along with Delicious Vinyl helping us out. We, you know, toured, I don't know, 30 cities in the States, and I don't know, we went to Europe three or four times with Delicious Donuts. So, yeah. uh, you know, that was kind of the introduction to being involved. And, you know, again, we had always always been recording together. We had already been doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fast forward to, you know, now, 2000, well, last year, 2012, uh, me and Ella had been out touring. We had multiple tours out together and just, you know, we had done a lot of shows and things of that nature and different records together, but nothing really, you know, as a, a group or this is a Frank Nitton and Ella J thing. It's just, we right. happen to be on the same type thing. And uh, uh, his mom and, and, and her company, Yancey Media Group, uh, hired me as the curator of okay. Ella's catalog uh, in 2012. And like one of the first records we did was a throwaway. And, wow. Uh, okay. And you flowing, you just, flowing killer on that shit yeah. right there, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go ahead, though. I, and, I'm, go ahead. Ultimately, actually, that song was I wasn't even supposed to be on that song. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I was gonna do the hook, and that was really it. And it was Ill's idea. Like, Frank, man, you did the hook already. I got my two verses. You might as well just put the verse because we're gonna get a feature on there. And right. he was like, uh, Nah, man, just put your verse on it. And that's what we did. And you know, we. With that, that was like Yancey Boys, which is him and Dilla. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Featuring Frank. That was the initial the initial thing. But, you know, as we kicked it and just was like, yo, this song came out kind of ill. We should, you know, we just like, man, it just might as well be a group. You get what I'm saying? We Definitely. might as well just make it one. So it's not all of the extra features and all these extra things. This is the entity, and, and we move with that. And yeah. it represents, you know, Dilla, Illa, his pops, the family, those are the Yancey boys. Frank is a designated hitter. I'm a very close member of the team, 
but the Yancey boys <laughs> get it twisted is is Illa J and Dilla. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know the thing is that that was interesting when I heard that you know Frank was on the on the Yancey boys album and you got you had part of the you was part of the group. I, it wasn't really a far stretch because I was like, yo, this is like Dilla's longtime childhood friend. Like, you might as well call him a Yancey boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it, it made <laughs> low, sense, low, you low know? Key, low key, people would get Frank and James mixed up because they would look, they look alike. <laughs> right. Like, after hanging around the Yanceys for so long, you start to look alike. So I like, I, look like <laughs> who's taller between Frank and Dylan? I, I'm starting to look like his son now. <laughs> who's, who's taller between between you, Frank and Dilla? Frank, who's taller between you and Dilla? Who's taller? Me and Dilla same height. Illa J is the taller. Same height, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. Illa J, you yep. kind of tall, brother. Um, yeah. So I, I figured that that could be one of the reasons they mixed y'all up too, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because at the time, at the time, we was the same height, same complexion. Uh, both wow. was ball headed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they would they would confuse us a lot though, just because like I said, we were the same height, same weight. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it was very very similar how we looked. Right. You know one what I really love about this new Yancey Boys album is the music just has this nice free flowing vibe. There's like really no depressing tracks. It's just a happy vibe with the album. It's the type of music you would either cruise in your ride to or even dance to. And it kind of reminds me of the Fantastic Volume 2 stuff. And I'm just curious yeah. to know, was this the vibe that you guys were actually going for when you started selecting beats from uh, Dilla's unreleased catalog? Nah, man. You know what? It's, it's, it's a real... It's like... It's so simple how how this thing came about that it's almost difficult. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? It's like, like really, you know, um, me and Ella, we, again, that's my little brother. You get what I'm saying? So I, I know this guy. So mm. when we decided we was going to, because we recorded the album in L.A., right? So when we decided we were going to record out in L.A., because we were both in Detroit, uh, <clears throat> I went to the to the, the vault and picked like 40 beats, right? Okay. And... And it wasn't from any particular era, any particular batch. It was from all over the place. Like, I made sure I, I, I just went, and if I heard it and I liked it, let's mess with it, right? Like, so, and then what I did was when we got here, like, Illa didn't hear none of the beats until we got to L.A. Okay. And every day, he would decide what he wanted to rap to. You get what I'm saying? We had, I had certain ones in my mind already, like, yeah, we rapping to that, and we rapping to that. But it didn't matter because he would pick the same ones too. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, like, it was really, like, really free, man. It was based on whatever was going on that day. It was based on whatever we saw out in the street. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like the Honky Horn record, because you know the studio. We we took over <laughs> our office in uh, uh uh Delicious Vinyls offices, right? We just okay. took over one side of the office, set up the studio, and just kind of made this our little spot. So every day we on Sunset Boulevard looking at everything that goes on from the expensive cars to the crazies to everything. The students, we see it all, right? Mm -hmm. And on a Sunday morning, we were sitting outside. It'll pick the beat from Honky Horn, and it was just playing. And we was, he was trying to figure out what he was going to write about or whatever. And I was sitting in there, uh, I think maybe extending the beat or something. I don't know what I was doing. And it was a march going down the street, right? <laughs> and they were... Wow. It was like a, uh, 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 their slogan was 
honk your horn, something. Honk your horn for six days or some shit. It was about a work day, right? It was about a six, a six day work. Like the, the, the workers wanted to keep their Saturday and they were trying to eliminate the Saturday work day. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So they would tell people to honk their horn for whatever this situation was so we can, you know, get a rally and cry and, and stop it, right? Man, I think I got a course. <laughs> and it was based on the march. Wow. So, like, that's how records came. You know, it was just whatever we were selling at that point, man. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't us trying to, we just wanted to have fun. And, you know, it's weird to say, and I, but, you know, we felt confident in the beats already. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like it was a big stretch on the beat type thing. Right. So it was just about attacking it and just, you know, having fun with it, man. Didn't, it wasn't about trying to make any certain type of record. And I, you know, when I listen to the record, I feel like subject matter wise and musically it's all over the place. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, I, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't a contrived thought to it. It was really just, Day by day, as we was here in Cali, driving from Long Beach to Hollywood every day. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, and, and the shit we seen, and you know, we would hop in the car and, and run out to the to the ocean and go drive through Malibu and just you know, get you know scenery you ain't gonna get in Detroit, things you ain't gonna see. You know what I'm saying? Right, and just right, definitely. Incorporate that into the music. It, it wasn't. It was really everyday life. It was really what we were living at that point. Is what that song came out to be. You get what I'm saying? Nice. Yeah, definitely. When, when you look at a record like this, you know, being released almost eight years after Dilla passed, what would you yeah. say was the goal or message you guys set out to achieve with, with Sunset Boulevard? Yeah. Well, I'm, I know for me, for, for me, it was really just to show that that man was so far ahead of the game mm-hmm. that even eight years after he's gone, he's still relevant. Right. Yeah. Eight years after he's gone, he can still show you something. You get what I'm saying? Definitely. So yeah, that's, it's that's like, what it is. I don't know. This record was like, it's like that, like you know, because a lot of people was like, uh, like, oh, it's no more, it's no more new music. So it's like, it was part of that was like showing that, like, wh- whatever y'all thought was like that was it. We heard everything. You you haven't heard everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was one thing. That is like so many people that's so cocky. Like I got all the beats. Like no, you don't. You don't. You don't got it all. You don't. And then it was that. Like for me, like I was like, okay, we you, you gonna see, you gonna see when we when we drop this album. But not only that though, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, um, cause like like for me it was like a, a lot more personal. It was like like the the whole like the my first album. I got a lot of flack for that one. Like you know, at, at least when I first came out, you know, people was like, you know, and I can understand that, you know, like when my brother was, you know, their favorite artist. So they see this little brother, they's like, oh, he's just doing it because his brother, and you know, mm-hmm. they don't know none of the history of the family, nothing like that. But you know what I mean? But it's like, like I feel like I had a lot to say, like you know what I mean, in, in a sense, like cause I was, I was kind of singing and rapping on the first album. And I wasn't trying to out rap the beats. I was just, you know, kind of going natural. That's how I was taught to do music. Right. But Frank was like, yo, on this one, just rap, rap on them, rap on them on this album, yo. Like right. you, you would get to sing later. Like don't even, don't even sing on this one. Just maybe a little bit of singing, but you, you gonna uh-huh. wrap their face off on this album. That's that's what Frank right. told me. So right. I was like, that was the, that's where I was going. Like okay, man, I'm, I'm rapping on them on this album. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you know, like people kind of slept on me a little bit. But I mean, it's it's cool. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying I'm the greatest, nothing like that. But I, 
I, I feel like I'm a lot better than people give me credit for. You know yeah. what I mean? And I wanted to prove that. You know what I mean? I've been working on my craft. Um, and, you know, like definitely. I, I had a lot to say on this album. But yeah, you know? definitely, um I mean this, this project it's like it's 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 like it's like the music and it's sunset, but it's like as far as like the the meaning is it's it was it's so much that was going on behind the scenes behind making this album was crazy. But that's right. I mean I think that's what makes it what it is. <laughs> Whoa, wonderful man, wonderful. And I could def you know, one thing I gotta say, man, you guys have a great chemistry together, you know, um on this album. I'm I'm you know, listening to it right through, you know, and that's something that kind of went over my head. But as I'm thinking back now, it's, it's like, you know, for you guys to be working on a project for the first time, you know, a full length project together. The chemistry is great, man. You guys did a wonderful job collaborating on this this project. Well, you, you know, know, man, it's, like I said, that's I've known that guy before he was in this world. You get what I'm right, saying? Like, right, right, right. So, True indeed. It's It's. I was definitely, I had a, a bunch of proud brother moments during this record. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just watching the watching the young man grow and, and and you know, learn how to express himself the right way and say things he needs to say and get off his chest. And, you know, it was uh, cathartic for me. You know what I'm saying? It made me mm. kind of like, yo, like this is this is really good. So, you know, yeah, man, it was easy to, to kind of just fall in line. And right. It looked kind of... I mean, as far as direction go, you know, my job was to make sure we had what we needed and everything else. He needed to feel some of it. Do you understand? Definitely. Like, I'm going to make him do things that we have to have for a record. You get what I'm saying? But right. also, he was able to just be as free as he wanted to be and say what he wanted to say. Now, a couple of times I had to tell him he couldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But overall, you know. He he showed definite progression, big strides of progression Definitely. on this record. You know what I'm saying? That's that big brother guidance, man. That's what's up. So so what I want to do, brothers, is um I actually want to go into a track off of the album for people that uh, get a feel for what's on the project. Um, this is actually the first single, and you spoke about it earlier. Uh, the first track that you guys said you recorded as well. So. We're going to go into the throwaway track uh, produced by Dilla, of course, off the Yancey yes, Boys Sunset Boulevard album. Got the brother Frank Knit on the line as well as Illa J. So um, make sure y'all keep it locked. So let's go into it. Yancey Boys, throwaway, Out the Box Radio. Check it out. Feature presentation. Yancey Boys. Boys. Right near the beach. Boom, clot. Uh, you think you know me, but you don't know me. You never knew me, and you'll never know me. Stay out of my business, homie. And I'm not buying no more of your baloney. You phonies think you don't owe me, but give me my cheese back. You rats, cause you ain't from nothing to me. You're back to back. Situations while we sit here and blaze back to back blunts. While I sip on the half and half lemonade. Reminiscing about the past, remember the Dilla Lane. First D wet, then Dilla Illa J. Haters been afraid, cause I'm the new
Cause the name is Frank Nitty and I care not who you are. I'm a motherfucking star. Means I'm shining in the night. Stand your ass at ground level. You can watch me take a flight. Like, and you can watch the shuttle disappear. And when you trying to go, my nigga, I'm already there. So happy I arrived. For you, it's a no-fly zone. Million flight miles. Believe me, they punch the time code. Passport stamped up. Niggas half up. They slam dance to the funk when they get drunk. And I ain't lying. That's an average Tuesday. And when they hear we coming, they collectively lose that Yup, yup. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. I'm your host, Krell. Got the homies, better known as the Yancey Boys, on the line with us today. If you don't know who that is, that's Illa J, younger brother of the late, legendary J Dilla. And of course, my homie Frank Nitt of the Frank and Dank group that Dilla has always worked with in the past. Really loving the conversation with y'all, man. Y'all, y'all have a great, great energy on the phone, man. I'm So I'm really enjoying the stories that y'all y'all giving me on this project now the project itself also has a number of uh dope guest features most actually include artists that dilla have worked with in the past so you know you guys got common t3 guilty simpson quali pasta noose as well as some other new names how were you able to find placement for these artists in the structure of the album that made the music work Man, you know, um, I don't know, man. It was it was kind of um, we just kind of randomly did it, like like the common joint. We sent him two beats. He picked that one. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Great and, selection, and Common. <laughs> we sent him right, right. We sent him a um, and Illa had a small like singing part on it. That we actually didn't use, but right. it, and it kind of gave him his direction, and he riffed off of that and wrote his verse. And then we kind of built the song around him. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Um, the Quali joint we had done. You get what I'm saying? And it was right. just like, yo, I think Quali would fit on here. And it was like, yeah, I think he would. We sent it to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I will say that all of the artists, you know, you know, we had to do a few little, uh, um, how do we say, ju- jumping of hoops 
to make right. things happen. You get what I'm saying? Right. But uh, like you know, at the end of the day, when it was time for the album that came out, you know, the artists came through, man. You know, so I must commend Quali and Common and Three and Pasta Noose and and, and Guilty, Guilty and. Desi Page and, and Bonnie Applebaum and Nico Gray and Jay Penders uh, and Jay Rock and Rhett Maddock and there's a Jay ton of people, Rock, you know what yeah, I mean? Like Minus, early yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, is like Dilla, this is like Dilla alumni, man. Like the people that's on this joint is like people that Dilla, Dilla messed with heavy when he was alive, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of great to see them come back and, and represent with y'all, you know? Yeah, man, you know, we wanted to, uh, you know, like for me personally, again, being that I was around Dilla and, and seeing a lot of it and, and know a lot of the players and the people and, and, and you know, just kind of know how he how he did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like uh, it was very important that we made sure that, you know, his his tree, we call it the Dilla tree of artists that he worked with was well represented. Obviously, we couldn't get everybody. You get what I'm saying? Right. You know, there was there was people we reached out to. We couldn't get scheduling issues or whatever the situation might have been. Good, man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> was that, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, so it was things, it was things that, you know, but we, we wanted to make sure Dilla's tree, his previous tree was well represented, but also, also show that, you know, his mind was always on the future. Right. So, Definitely. There wouldn't have been a thing if he wasn't thinking about the future. You understand? Great. It wouldn't have been, any of that. He could have just worked with Slum Common and the guys who had notoriety and right. did that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to try to help us, try to help his brother, try to do any of that extra stuff, right? Like, so, uh, you know, it was important that we reached out to the new artists, the Jay Penders of the world, the Bodney Applebums, the Nico Grace, the, the, the early Max, the, you know what I'm saying? These artists that's, that's good, very, very good, well, talented artists. And, you know, deserve a little bit of shine and, and and they helped us by giving us dope pieces to this record you feel what i'm saying so okay yeah man we wanted to represent it properly so it, right. it took you know, people from the past but also some of the new guys too you feel what i'm saying definitely you know i actually thought i had the name wrong i thought it was a typo so the name is really botany applebum <laughs> yep botany i thought it was the, yep. you know i thought it was the you know the the bonita applebum but that, nope, that's good cool that you rec you know rectified that. Yep. That's what's up. So yeah, a lot of great new talent as well, like the Jay Penders of the world, and like you said, Bodney yeah. Applebaum. I you you're definitely on point, man. Like Dilla definitely was one who was about putting on new talent as well. So I see that you guys balanced it out with the with the with the older heads. So that was what's up. Now on the intro to the album, I, I have to ask you this because. The intro uh, called Dilla Troll. Is that actually Dilla whispering in the beginning of the skit? Um, yeah, yes. It's yeah. Dilla. Wow. Because it threw me yeah. off. I thought it was Dank, but then I, then I heard Dank speak afterwards. Right. So I wasn't sure. So, yeah, what what is it? Brief us exactly on what that voice is, is saying, you know, um, in, in the intro. What is Dilla trying to convey to you? It was basically a, a, a beat tape. That he made right a okay. beat out of the machine that he didn't save any of the beats. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he made it, recorded it one time, turned the machine off, so it's not saved. And what it was was a whole batch of beats like that. And mm -hmm. what he was whispering was, "You can't get these beats anywhere else. 
It's only for you to vibe to. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's not because I can't can't remake them. I can't redo these beats. I erased them, so it's over. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. And sentiment was this is a super exclusive thing that you're about to hear. Definitely, and that, I get that it. Was, that was our sentiment with Sunset Boulevard. You get what I'm saying? I get and, it. And, and and it just, I think it made it even more perfect that it was Dilla telling you that. You feel what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Yeah, because it, it threw me off. Like, you know, because, you know, the, the intro says Dillatro featuring yeah. uh, Dank, but for some reason I wasn't paying attention. I really wasn't expecting to hear Dilla. But then when I heard it again, I was like, yo, is that Dilla? But it, it makes perfect sense now, now that you described the significance of it to the actual album. So that was dope. Yeah. You know? So um, the, my next question is actually from uh, my Out the Box Media partner, my brother A Level, who um, has actually been one of the first people who um put me on to Dilla, so I had to give yeah. him some shine, man. He he wanted to cool. know um, how does this album in particular, and just ho- the whole idea of having a group named the Yancey Boys help to further the leg- the legacy of what Dilla contributed to music. Um, Dilla, you want to answer that? Or you want me to answer that? Uh, I mean, I can, I can answer it, and then you you put like another part to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for me, like um, like it's it's kind of deep, like uh, like like I literally like like why um well actually I mean not trying to get deep and then like that, but like mm-hmm. literally like my um uh, my brother from my um my dad's first marriage literally he just passed like cup like a couple like a week or two ago, so that was li- wow. now, I'm literally the last Yancey boy now <laughs> from wow, my dad. Like, um, like this album kind of represents, you know what I mean? Like, like, um, I mean, if you look at the artwork, it's like, you know, Dillo sitting on the moon and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, now it's me now. And I'm, I'm repping Yancey boys. And, and, you know, Frank was there in the beginning too. So it's like, you know, like we might not be blood brothers, but he's just as much as a brother, you know, as, you know, as my, my bro was because, you know, right. he's been there since day one. So it's like, you know, and, and we got that relationship like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's us. You know, repping it, keeping the legacy going, and you know, and what will it be another Yancey Boys album? Not sure. You know, we see how this one go, but I mean, right. regardless, what it, through whatever we do in the music industry, you know, what I mean, whether whether uh, Frank become a, a executive or whatever, you know, we gonna represent with whatever we do. You know, what I mean, and 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 this Yancey Boys is like that first step, and 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 taking it to that next level. You know, as far as like since my bro passed. With everything being organized, and you know, and and people who need to be in those positions are in those positions now, so we can take those next steps and continue to take it there. You know, I mean, because things been misplaced in the past couple of years. That's all I'm saying about that. But right now, people are in the right place, and you know, and we're gonna continue to take it there. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, my brother A Level, he had a next question he wanted to ask. Um, and it's actually, um. Direct to directed to you, Illa J. He wanted to know how, um, uh, how uh, does being in does being Dilla's brother overshadow your identity as an artist, or does it even matter to you? Uh, I mean, when I first when I first started, like, uh, it it, it was just kind of like, like uh, as far as like pursuing my career. Like, I knew that that would come, you know what I mean? Like, at younger, mm-hmm. at a younger age, like, if I ever did it, I already saw my brother pop. You know what I mean? I, I had enough common sense to know that, okay, 
as soon as I come out and I kind of look like him and stuff, people going to compare, hey, hey, this is brother, oh, y'all, he doing it, you know, whatever. But, like, <laughs> right. like I mean, like, I mean, for, for me, like, it's like, it's not it's not really a shadow. To me, it's like the same person to me. Like, I, when I look in the mirror, I see my brother, I see my dad, and, you know, I, I see my family, I see my bloodline, and I'm just doing what I naturally do. I came out the womb with a little, oh, I want to do music. That's just, <laughs> just in my blood. So it's right. like... I mean, like, me, like, you know, James, that's my bro, and I'm a rapper and represent forever, you know what I mean? And, you know, people can say whatever they want. Oh, he's doing it because his brother, or oh, this, or comparisons, or whatever. But, you know, I mean, I know, you know, this is something that I naturally do. And, then, you know, either people going to get it or not. But I feel like the time people will see, like, oh, dang, I was just tripping. Yo, they crazy. Yancey, man, oh, Yancey boy, Sunset Boulevard, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, my 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 question and following up to that last question from my brother A Level is, um, what do you hope to achieve that not only sets your music apart from Dilla, but helps you to be uh, viewed successfully for your unique contribution to music? Uh, I mean, um, I feel like I feel like, you know, Regardless of people sleep on it now, I feel like years, years from now, people look and see Yancey Boys. My first album was actually a pretty solid project. I right. slept on myself, you know what I mean, because I got so many bad reviews from that. But, I'm, I mean, I look back, man, at 21, and in my situation, you know what I mean, it was just me, Jeff, the engineer, and Mike Ross, and we came up with some stuff, man. I feel like I had a solid project for that being my first project, you know what I mean, because I, before that, I had just a bunch of recordings. So, you know, I was just getting over the phase of, you know, like when you first start recording, you're just happy to hear yourself recorded. You know what I mean? Right. And after that, you're like, okay, okay, now you started to get into the technical stuff of it or whatever. But, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a solid project. And, you know, like I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm singing, I'm rapping. I don't know. Some people don't even realize I'm singing on some, some of these songs. Right. And then um, uh, I feel like this project, you know, is a step forward. I mean, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, Touring with Slum, I've been uh, doing records with Slum. Uh, I didn't did a ton of records with with Frank, and that's not even counting those records. Are not even counting all the unreleased stuff that I produce and and I'm singing on, not even rapping on at all. That's completely different from hip hop. So it's like it's so much, it's so much other music that I haven't even released yet that people don't know about. But I mean, right. I feel like you know the this this industry is a it's a patience kind of thing. You're always going to be a step ahead of you know where the audience is at. But, I mean, for me, you know, I'll, I don't worry about that. It's, it's just taking it a step at a time. Right now, ENC Boy Sunset Boulevard. That's what it is. So here's what we're going to do, Ella J, um, and, of course, the brother Frank Nitt. We're going to go into another music break, and I actually want to go into the a track from the first Yancey Boys album, um, one of my favorites off of that album. Um, it's called Sounds Like Love, featuring Debbie Nova. Produced by Jay Dilla, of course. And this is from the first Yancey Boys album. So let's uh, give people a little, you know, treat on, you know, what, what some of the music from that album sounded like before they have, you know, they had this Sunset Boulevard album. So we're going to go into it. Yancey Boys, Sounds Like Love, featuring Debbie Nova off the first Yancey Boys album with Illa J and Dilla on the beats. Check it out. Out the Box Radio. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. 
stimulating sound bites While I seize firmly those hips Moving closer and closer to those lips I hear you shout my name While the blood runs through my veins This inherited musicality that helps soothe your pains What a perfect composition that we've arranged There is no competition when it comes to me and you Making love for sending me this angel with someone I gotta thank above But this uniquely distinct creates love Unselfish, benevolent, patient love How you arouse my senses is flawless You finish my sentences with a finger to my lips I can't explain how much I love this uh-huh. Music making love in a harmony My melody and your energy Sounds like sweet and so sounds like Of strong affection and warm attachment, bodies contacted. I know you feel the excitement of these compassionate actions of love birds get involved in. And if we have a problem, we speak face to face and start solving. In this relationship, I put my all into you, extending intensely inside. You just fill me with pride. It's so hard for me to hide the sensibilities that you hear in these melodies. That's a gift that help us to make that emotional shift into another galaxy. Uh, our souls harmonize in my mind Sexual, musical, overtones, overload in my hard drive While I share my life with you And tonight let's do what we like to do every night uh. Music making love in an harmony My melody and your energy Sounds like sweet and so sounds like Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. I got the brother Frank Nitt and, of course, the homie Illa J on the line. The song you just heard was Sounds Like Love featuring Debbie Nova. Wonderful vocalist, man. I don't really get to hear too much from her, but what a great vocalist, man. Um, And the song was brought to you by Illa J off the first Yancey Boys album. I'm chopping it up with my brothers right now. I remember the Sunset Boulevard album is in stores right now. Go get that. It's on Delicious Final once again. You know, just just ill music, man. Real feel-good music that you feeling. So uh, getting right back into the interview, the next question I have is actually for you, Frank. Uh, many yes, people know you from the group Frank and Dank, and obviously for any true Dilla fan... They would know how important you guys were to him. 
Now, we did get to hear your brother Dank in the intro, but I'm curious to know what's in store for Frank and Dank. Are we going to hear more music from the group anytime soon? Yeah, man. You know, we've been we've been uh, tossing that uh, tennis ball back and forth. You okay. know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it's, it's really a, a matter of just the right the right situation, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Dylan ain't here no more. You get what I'm right. saying? Like, that was that was uh, Frank and Dank's uh, uh, safety net. You feel what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if we ever stop falling, he can catch us. He ain't right. here no more. So we have to be very, very, very careful with what we do. You get what I'm saying? And how we do it. And, you know, we still get out and tour and do shows and things of that nature. And, you know, but, you know, the right situation got to come. I, I think it's probably a one producer situation. Right. It's got to be the right. Producer. You get what I'm saying? I got and, you. Uh, you know, so, yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, it's it's more than a possibility. It's probably going to happen. We just got to find the right situation. And, you know, uh, as Illa J alluded to earlier, you know, I've been on my executive grind. You know what I'm saying? I, I got my that. label going. I'm doing, you know, heavy work with delicious vinyl. And, you know, so it's. It's a lot going on, you know what I mean? But, yeah, man, Frank and Dank music, will, you will hear something. I will say that. No doubt. Now, Frank, uh, also tell us about your solo work. I know a couple of years ago you had released the Nittyville Project with Mad Lib, and most recently yeah. last year you put out a, an album slash book entitled uh, yeah. Stadium Music, View from the Underground. For people that may yeah. not be privy to those projects, explain the significance you intended for them, both the Nittyville and the view from the underground well i mean you know um prior to nittyville i also did a uh ep with uh delicious vinyl and uh terrace martin i don't know if you're familiar with him he's a producer. definitely definitely know. didn't know about yeah, that yeah, yeah. Jewels did a, in my um, backpack. yeah jewels in my backpack was the name of that you okay. know what i'm saying go cop that uh you know i had like it was a really uh detroit mc meets west coast type of thing you know what right. i'm saying and it was like all west coast themes i had uh you know Features from uh, DJ Quick, I had Problem on there, I had uh, Corrupt on there, you know, Bad Luck, you know, a lot of good West Coast, solid West Coast features, really solid projects. So, like, after that, you know, the Mad Lib project came about. Okay. And, you know, me and Mad Lib have been working on that for a minute. You know, Mad Lib's a, uh, he's a hard guy to track down, to say the right. least, right? And, yeah. you know, I can instances where Mad Lib paid me for stuff, like, for, for that record, and didn't give me the beat. <laughs> like wow. I came to get the beat, but he, he gave me the money. But he's like, ah, I forgot the beat. But then he'll give you like four hundred. That's beats classic. <laughs> yeah, right. Like so. So you know, we have been going back and forth, and I was recording. Like we recorded a few joints at the studio together. But then I went on tour, and he went on tour, and it was like you know. So we, we recorded separate, and it was a it was a a a, a real process. Uh-huh. But you know. Mad Lib, you give it to him and he kind of goes and does his wizard thing in the studio by himself. Right. And, you know, that record in particular, man, was like, you know, for me, uh, it was a, a certain comfort zone. I was, you know, me and Dilla, I, I found out about Mad Lib uh, uh, from a Loop Pack record. You know okay. what I'm saying? And me and Dilla used to ride around Detroit blasting this Loop Pack record all the time. Right. It just, it just had the illest beats on it. It was crazy, right? Like, so... uh uh, you know, once the, him and Madlib did the J Lib project, and you know, met the brother Madlib. He's a, a kindred spirit. He's just like us. You get what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, uh, you know, for me, it was it was a a, a a really comfortable place to be to have, you know, someone that I can trust musically 
to turn to. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? All I had to do was point and choose that beat, and I could do what I wanted to do. And it was a uh, man. It was it was a really, really uh, comfortable feeling. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And come Dilla passing away and losing that comfort. I lost that comfort. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like it, uh, that that record was special for that reason. You get what I'm saying? That uh-huh. I, I, a, a renewed comfort in music and, and being a hip hop artist. You know what I'm saying? And Dennis Madden, right. what you gonna do? And, and for yeah, that record definitely. to come to me, hey, let's do a record. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, okay, word, like, no, not a question, brother. Let's do it. You get what I'm saying? So that was, uh, you know, just special at that point, and it, and it re- reinvigorated me. You know what I'm saying? Like, as mm-hmm. an artist. And, and the book and the album, uh, Stadium Music and the View from the Underground, came from that. And, and also, that was me establishing my own imprint. You know what I'm saying? I went out got distribution for us so that was all me you know what i'm saying it wasn't Dope. there wasn't no other hands in it you know it was just me and 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 and, and the lovely carolyn fox who helped me co-write you get what i'm saying and, right and, and really i didn't really write i sat in the studio and just told my story yeah and then she transcribed it all and then we went through it and you know made it a little more condensed and, and a better read but you know what i'm saying like man that was really a, a business statement that was right. me saying I've been in this 15 years. I've been putting out records 15 years. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's, it's basically your story, View from the Underground, your story on how you've seen the game for all these years? Yeah, yeah, man. Starting from when I was a kid, it talked mm. about my brother's Interesting. Know, experiences and all that. And, you know, to meet Dilla and Dank and, and how the, the train turned from there and, when, right. and to, today, up until that point in my life. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's really a lot of old pictures of me and pictures of Dilla and just, you know, yeah, man, it's uh, wow. it was my story. And this point. is available. And, um, this is available in stores. Is it or is it in like in Barnes and Nobles or is it on Amazon? It's uh, it's at uh, it's on Amazon. It's at Amazon. They had it at uh, 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 com. Okay, uh, it's online. All you gotta do is go punch it in and you can get it. And like, if you order the CD version, you get the book, or right, you can buy right. just the music online as well. Dope, dope. Now you know. Yeah, you want you want the book. Oh, man, I didn't even cut you off. Nah, definitely. You definitely <laughs> want the book. You want the book. Yeah. It got the classic pictures with like with, with Frank with the high top. Uh, it got <laughs> him, him with the. Uh, he got the uh, the Michael Jackson Thriller jacket. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Dope. Even more reason, right? Is it available yeah. digitally? The book. Yeah, the book is not. The book is not. No. Okay. Just the, okay. The uh, music is available digitally. Cool. Now, um. I want to take it back a little bit in reference to Madlib. Um, based on your knowledge, Frank, um, and I guess you could chime in too, Illa J, if, if you have the, the knowledge on it. Um, but based on your knowledge, how how did Dilla relate to Madlib? Like, what what was some things that Dilla, you know, said about Madlib or you know felt about Madlib that you would know? Oh man, you know them. Them was uh, they they. I call them the same person. You uh, know what I'm saying? a west coast and a midwest version of the same guy you right. get what i'm saying like so the style of dress is going to be a little different or whatever but musically as far as uh 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 as how much they actually produced how much music they actually make very similar very mm-hmm. much i'd rather be working type of dudes you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh like you got dudes like that with their type of access and their type of earning power 
you know, they could they could make a life of fucking off. You know what I'm saying? Right. But no, they stay working. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like they stay grounded in the work, and everything right. else. You know, both have Range Rovers. That, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was just a, a, a they're kindred spirits, man. They were they were pretty much the same dude. Like I said, just from different areas of the country. So definitely the the way. The way they did things was a touch different, but the the intent and the goal was all the same. Did you ever you know hear Dilla? Did you ever hear Dilla speak on Mad Lib? Like, just you know, being a fan of Mad Lib. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like uh, we were listening to Lupac, and he didn't know Mad Lib. You know right. what I'm saying? And he was just like, "Yo, whoever on these beats is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like this dude is nuts right here. Like, hey, Frank, do you hear him?" flipping this you know what i'm saying like he right, really right. appreciates <laughs> mad lib still you know what i'm saying and 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 you know i've, I've heard mad lib praise him the same way Definitely. you get what i'm saying he calls but, him king dilla yeah man because yeah. you know they had a really uh, a real appreciation for what the other was doing because they wasn't the same you get what i'm saying the way yeah. mad lib flipped his dilla didn't flip his the same way right even if you gave him the same sample it would be a different beat right you know now, what I'm saying? So Yeah, true indeed. Yeah. Now, Ella J, um, I, I wanna shift gears a little bit back to you. Um, as we spoke about earlier, you you know, you originally put out the first Yancey Boys album. And in the past few years, you've been an active vocal member of the new Slum Village, and I know you mentioned that before as well. But uh how would you say that experience, all those experiences leading up to this point now? help to sharpen and bring a new perspective to your approach as an as an MC or as an artist? Uh, I mean, it, it definitely helped a lot. I mean, like, again, started boot camp, Frank, um, and then out Cali, working, 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 Yancey boys. After that, um, just recording, just, just a whole lot of, just, just tons and tons of records, and then eventually um, started working with Slum, and it, it, it really, like, um, you know, because you know, like those, you know, they they say it themselves. Those are some picky guys when it comes to <laughs> to a verse. Uh, right. Like I'll, I'll be doing the verse, and, and uh, you know, Garcia be like, uh, oh, man, that's, you, the way you said that word right there. You know, it be like right. little stuff like that. So it's like it really, <laughs> it really made me work on my craft. Cause it's like, okay, you know what, man, I'm going there. I'm going there now. I, you know, so, so so now when I do my verse, it's just like, okay, okay. And, and that's that's good for them. So that's that's great. If you right. can get a okay, okay, they're not going to say that's oh that was a dope, that was a crazy verse. They're not going to say that. They're going to be like, okay, okay. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's you know, and then you know, C three, you know, like he drop jams uh, every once in a while. Like yo, man, you should work on this. He like little little rap formulas and stuff. He always studying different stuff, and uh, you know, uh, learn from Frank, and just you know, con- just continue in this you know, record and work on my craft. I mean, and study, study all those before me. Like, I mean, I had, a, I had like, you know, like Prince is one of my favorite artists. Like always, like I go back and forth. Like I, I go, I listen to a bunch of Prince for like, for like months straight. And then right. I won't listen to any Prince at all. Like, <laughs> because then I'll start to record. And I'll, <laughs> I, I've been uh, recording a whole 1999 album, you know. Like Frank heard some of this stuff, so he he knew it himself. <laughs> right. Then, 
And then I, I have to stop. And then I was like, okay, let me focus. And, you know, but, I mean, for, for me, you know, it's like, it's it's a combination of, you know, working with Slum, working with Frank, um, touring, definitely a lot of inspiration, you know, mm-hmm. and, and growth comes from that. Because, like, when you get to, when you, the more you open your mind from, from, from traveling and going to see all this stuff and experience, you know, and, and seeing how the crowds are and seeing, like, you know, feeling that energy on stage and knowing, like, oh, okay, okay, I see I see how they feeling. And then you go back right. to the studio take that energy back. So, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of a mixture of everything, but, but but mostly it's just it's continuing to propel forward, you know, just continuing to work, 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 like never, never stopping. Like, and, um, I, mean, I mean, here we are, this album, I feel, you know, for me, like, I, you know, I'm honored to be a part of this project. I feel like, you know, this is the, the this is like the the most well put together project that I've been a part of my my whole career so far. So it's like you know, from from here it's just continuing to move forward and and, and taking it higher and higher. Definitely. Now, Ella, um, can you you could you're drifting off a little bit, so try to speak a little bit closer into the phone or to the you know. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you're drifting off just a little bit, but it, that sounds a lot better there. Uh, now, um, moving right along, um, I'm not sure how young you were, um, Illa J, when Dilla was alive, but did he ever get a chance to hear you rhyme when you were younger, and how do you think he would react to your success as an MC today? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, uh, again, my, my first song, um, I recorded when I was, when, was when I was 13, I, uh, uh, my brother was playing some beats. I, I, I've been writing since I was like eight, or whatever. But I never let anybody hear anything. And, right. You know, I had the courage. Uh, it was my, me, my brother James, my brother Earl was there. We chilling out in the basement. My brother playing beats, and I said my little rhyme or whatever. He's like, okay, okay, you know. And then next thing you know, uh, send the limo over to the crib. Mm. You know, a, a little bit. There's a little notebook in there, envelope with some money, and uh, go to the studio. Him and Frank smoking in the booth. From, Record my first verse, and you know, I'm geeked up. And wow. ironically, that's the same that's the same studio where we mixed the uh, throwaway at. So you know, going back there was like it was like full circle. You know, it's crazy. But um, but yeah, so how like did, how did Dilla respond to you when he first heard you, his younger brother spitting? Like like what was his reaction? He was hyped. He was hyped. But it's wow. like at that time, you know, like I was just so excited. It was so much going on. Like, I couldn't really um, grasp everything that was going on, you know, but it's like, I always use this example, it's like, now when I look at my niece, like my, my younger niece, like she sings, so it's like, it's like all the things that I'm telling her and I, and I, that I see in her, now I, now I see what my brother saw in me, but he never didn't know how, maybe he didn't know how to explain it, or, right. but I, I felt that same energy from my brother, and, and you know, when I look at my niece, I, I just, you know, it's just like full circle, you know what I mean, seeing that, you know what I mean, ironically, her name is Faith, so it's like, Every time that I lose faith or in what I'm doing, you know, I have faith. My niece, right there, <laughs> and it's like right. the same thing, you know. So, um, I de- definitely, um, well, you know, I, I is felt that Dilla, that my is that Dilla's daughter reported. you're speaking about? Oh uh, no, that's that's actually my sister's. Uh, okay, my, uh, my sister's daughter. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. I just just wanted to be clear. Yeah. So Frank, yeah, I mean, you can chime in as well, brother. Um, based on your perspective on Dilla as well. Um, how you think Dilla will react to 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 um, Illa J, you know, ascending into this MC role, you know, being a part of Slum Village, you know, Yancey Boys and so on. Like, if Dilla was alive today, 
what what would what do you think he would how would he respond to this to Ella J like growing? Man, I think he would just be, you know, a proud big brother, man. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like the, the the young guys, you know, dove head first into this world. You know what I'm saying? He came yeah. from there wasn't no uh no transition time or nothing. It was he came from school to Toronto and jumped into boot camp. You understand? Right, like so right. I think he would just be really proud of his brother, man. And you know Definitely. just trying to pro- help him propel to whatever stat status his brother wanted to be at, man. And and then, mm. you know, I think he would be uh actually a little relieved because Dilla's not an out front type of guy. You know what I'm saying? He's not right. a hey, I want to do all the interviews, hey, I wanna be in the videos or none of that. Right. So to have his brother, you know, he would be I think he would be taking full advantage of it. You have a lot right. of Jay Dilla uh, Illa J records because he would be taking full advantage of being able to put his brother on stage. You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I can just make music and put him out there and he can go retrieve that money. I'll get this money and everybody's happy. You get what I'm saying? Right, like, so right. like, I think he would uh, really be taking full advantage of uh, Illa J saying, yeah, I want to be out front. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Because Dilla was <laughs> contrary to everybody's uh, belief. Yeah. <laughs> an out front guy he uh he really liked his privacy no doubt and you know it, it, you know the reason why i brought that up too is because i'm looking and i'm saying i don't i don't know if dilla would have ever envisioned um uh his younger brother to be a part of slum village you know what i'm saying like years later no, you I, know what i mean yeah that's a that's I, I don't know that anyone could you know what i'm saying could forecast yeah. that one right but he's carrying on that Yancey, Yancey boy legacy, man. So, yeah, man. Props he to gotta you, do it, man. You know, and Slum is a big, a big part of not, you know, not only, you know, the Yancey boy success, but Frank and Dank, uh, uh, Dilla success. You know, that was his platform. You know what I'm saying? That was right. that was the music that Q-Tip heard when he first was like, "Yo, who who making these beats?" You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it was Slum Village music he heard. You get what I'm saying? So. Slum Village is 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 uh it's it's even odd to say, but you know it's bigger than just the group. You understand? Right. Like that, the platform for for a lot a lot of Detroit artists and a lot of people. You understand? Like that that platform uh, uh, launched tons of careers. And, I agree. You know what I'm saying? So it's uh uh you know it'll working within the legacy and and, and trying to continue to uh keep that fruitful man is is you know is it's wonderful, uh, really man. really great him really great of him but also um almost expected you get what i'm saying because yeah. without that he'd be here you know what i'm saying without mm-hmm. that there's no frank to rap with there's there's no dilla to get beats from there's you know what i'm saying like right. that started a lot so you know nah he did what he's supposed to do he paid homage you get what i'm saying no doubt no doubt and i mean I'm sure Mama Yancey must be proud too, just to see, like you just continuing that legacy, you know, somebody stepping up to the plate and carrying that forth. That's that's a that's a big thing, you know, just for her to see as well, you know. Of course, yeah, you know, uh, oh, that's a heavy that's a heavy burden to carry. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for the young be uh, standing strong and doing this thing, yeah, man, his brother be, you know, all smiles. All smiles right now for his, for his little bro, for sure. I, I know I am. You get what I'm saying? I see it. I see it, man. 
So um, what I want to do is um, I want to go into another joint um, off the album. This is like by far my favorite track off the album, and I, and I don't mean it like the album has a lot of bangers, hands down. But this one is like perfection. Like I don't even know how y'all how y'all created this shit. Like it's just so dope. Like so the song I want to go into is uh, called Quicksand, featuring Common and Desi Page, who's a brilliant vocalist um just doing her thing on the track so let's go into it um again my favorite track off the album quicksand featuring none other than the the famous uh common sense uh hailing from chicago but uh, a a real strong collaborator and great friend to the late dilla so uh here it is quicksand featuring common and desi page produced by jay dilla of course the track is by the yancey boys so check it out Quicksand, Out the Box Radio. Mild sauce, hot tempers, cold cases, huh? I ran the town not knowing it was racist. Standing on the deck to smoking aces. Grace is a wonderland. I seek the face of the son of man. A fatherless child that made it to the motherland. I think our body's raps really took me. A veteran in this game, I stayed fresh like a rookie. When I was underground, they used to overlook me. Now flicks and book tours make it hard for them to book me. The presence of Ra, the essence of a star. Jewelry in a car, suggesting who we are. The blessings of Jah that come through us all. I'm seasoned, y'all. I never knew when to fall in the quicksand. Consolidate the dollars, go dumb, E-40 Pour pimping in your poetry, no sleeping with your jewelry off And when you get your chance, slam dunk it, run the jewelry off And I did that, me and my guys repping the city And I hustle with no pity, they christened me Frank Nitty And I took that and I ran with it, made a few stacks and some bands with it But then I brought it home, a student must have teachers on And I could never dream it could go from the Yancey's basement To me standing up on stages in front of some foreign faces Get loving those foreign places like we from there And oh yeah, they like where the dollars at I'm like, I'ma call you back and please let me clarify Player, I'll be damnified Ever let the picture fade to black before I say goodbye Spot you like you Spotify Nitty make the song cry I'ma let Illa sing this lullaby Quicksand Say I'd never be more than 
Jay Dillard's little brother I never be more than an insignificant other I never be more than the video standing But here I am still standing When you haters try to leave me in the quicksand Left me outside the club with no wristband Now I'm pissed off like I'm repping the piss dance And I came all the way from fucking Michigan That's when the shit hit the fan Then I moved back Had to do my Stella Stella Had to get my groove back Then I came up with a plan to put my shoes back On the ran hella hella fast until I proved that I could do it while I'm swimming in the pool of sweat Blood and tears my career I had to keep pursuing that And I could do that with my eyes closed Cause I know I'm fly Always knew I Welcome back to Out The Box Radio. The song you just heard was called Quicksand, featuring Common and Desi Page. Of course, the brother Frank Nitt and Illa J, also known as the Yancey Boys, are on the track as well. And we are fortunate to still have them on the line with us. Man, like I said, brother, man, that is one of my favorite tracks off the album. And that being the case is because the track, just sounds perfect. All the verses are on point. The beat is flawless, and the vocalist on the hook is just gorgeous all around. How did this yeah. magical piece of music come together? <laughs> I, I say man, it. Was, I say magical. Greg, you want to go? Frank? Go ahead, man. Yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm, 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 so now, now you know the beat. Ella actually picked that beat, right? And he sung something to it, right? And Good it was choice. a loud. <laughs> It was a hold on. It was the last two beats that we picked off the album. We had everything else recorded, right? Mm-hmm. And sung on this beat, and he sung on it, and I had it sitting in the computer for about two weeks. Right. And so I finally tracked down Common and said, "Okay, I'm gonna sing these records." Right. I sent him two beats, and the first beat was was uh, actually ended up being "Rock My World," the song okay. "Rock My World," and then. Uh, and and that beat, and 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 rock my world was just the beat. That particular beat had Illa singing on it, right? So okay. he picked that beat, and basically his verse ripped off what Illa had sung, right? Mm. So when we got his verse, uh, the next thing we got was Desi's chorus, right? Okay. And so when we got Desi's chorus, we said, okay, we ain't gonna use Illa singing. So now Illa and Illa wasn't here. He had. He was on tour with Slump, okay. right? So, uh, so we had to what, mail the verse to Montreal. Was it Montreal you laid that verse in? Yeah, yeah. 
So we had to send the song to Montreal. Hold on, hold on. Let me stop him real quick. Okay, so okay, so he sent the song to Montreal. So you know, I I was in my whole I've been touring, whatever. I hadn't even heard anything that been mixed. Hey, whatever. I mean, I'm just like, I'm in my little I'm in my little artist zone, and he sent me the uh, the track. And I'm like, uh, it sounds different. Ugh. And I, you know, I go through my little face or whatever. And then, you know, we had, we had an argument about the song. And then, then I'm listening to the song. I'm like, man, whatever. I'm going to do it anyway, right? Okay. So <laughs> then I'm, I'm just listening to it. And I'm like, dang, this hook is ridiculous. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay. And then, <laughs> then I sent him back on part. Okay, you can finish, right? <laughs> so he sent me back and I, in between the time he had his, actually, did I lay my verse? I laid my verse before I sent it to him. Yeah, yeah. So the song <laughs> done, and actually, Common laid his verse in Calgary. Wow. Right? So the song was done. Me and Desi did our parts here, but she did her parts at the crib, sent me the rough of it, and then came in and did all the ad libs and everything. Uh-huh. I laid my verse here. Illa laid his verse in Montreal. Common laid his verse in Calgary. Okay. Yeah. Wow, so, so everybody a, just laid their verses all over. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a, a international song. It was. Right. <laughs> yeah. song had a whole lot of flight miles, bro. A whole lot of flight miles. I'm sure it's yeah, going to get in, international support, man, because, you know, it's, it's just one of those songs that you you don't get too often, and you just, you just it's like, it's nothing... There's no flaws in the song. It's just a perfect song. Like, you know, you guys all spit eloquently on the track. And, you know, this chick, Desi Page, tell me about her. Like, like where does she come from? Like, she's, I seen the video. You know she's a cutie. Um, she's, 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 she's gorgeous on the vocals. I mean, who is she? Yeah, man. She's, um, <laughs> she's artist from, 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 from out here, from the West Coast. Okay. Uh, it was actually uh, the boss man of Delicious Vinyl, Mike Ross. Um, he, he's a, she's a singer that he just believes in. You understand? Like, okay. And, um, again, I, I, I've been working with Mike Ross for a few years, so like I had worked with Desi before on a de- on some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff I was doing production on or whatever. And so I knew she was an incredible singer. You get what okay. I'm saying? And I've heard a lot of a lot of unreleased material on her or whatever. So, uh, but when she sent back the chorus. I don't, you know, she just nailed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like, what, what was going on with her at that point. But she's a dope singer. The, believe me, what you hear from her is a consistent thing. You know what I'm saying? Wonderful, like, wonderful. she's consistently dope. Consistently dope. No doubt. Yeah, man, I'm I'm curious to hear more, you know, more from her, you know. And it, it's, it's funny, too, because, like, Ella, you know, we played the song earlier with the, with the chick Debbie Nova. Like, you guys find, like, these... These, these 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 female vocalists that just they sound really really good on the on the tracks like you know professional sounding like you know and and you know when you do you know you don't really know about these artists until you do a little research that they've been doing you know they've been doing they they think for a while now but you guys find yeah. some really good vocalists to put on you know your your projects man so props to y'all for finding Desi Page yo <laughs> dope singer yeah, man, man. And, you know, um, she did her thing. Like, she blessed us for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, the album being titled "Sunset Boulevard" obviously has its connection to the city of Los Angeles, and you guys both being Detroit artists that migrated to that city, what is it about Los Angeles that helped 
to enlighten your perspective on music and help you guys grow as artists since you guys moved over there? Um, well, I know for me, man, it's um, uh, in Detroit, everything's kind of spread out. You mm -hmm. have to have a car. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the two uh, the two places I, I feel like in America that you can go and really pop off a music career or whatever, or entertainment career is New York and Los Angeles. Right. And uh, New York, man, is a is a different animal compared to Detroit. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot more closed in. It's a lot faster. You get what I'm saying? Like uh, right. everything goes. You get what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Where I know, Detroit, man. Everything kind Been of flat and spread out. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's a um, it's a different animal, man. Like Detroit. I mean, uh, Los Angeles is very similar to Detroit in the fact that everything is kind of spread out. Right. It's, it's better to have a car or access to a car. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And then you know, the weather's amazing, right? And definitely. And like you know, the two one of the two places in America that every artist has to go to at some point. Right. Is York and L.A. You get what I'm saying? So it was really, do we pick New York or pick L.A.? And then Dilla had already picked L.A. for us. You understand? Right, right. He had already picked here. So he it was already mapped here. out. Yeah, it was already part of, I mean, like the throwaway video is 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 all the spots that me and Illa went to with Dilla. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like from his grave site to his old house to, you know, the Stussy store, the, the Chinese man theater where he right. took Dilla to the movie. All these different places were L.A. We saw through his eyes. You understand? Right. So we already connected to it. And then, you know, we had fam here. Like, it's not, you know, like DJ Red Maddox. That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. J-Rock. These guys are, are, are a solid dude. So they, you know, it, it wasn't hard to go from Detroit to here because the transition was really easy. You transition into family and warmer weather basically <laughs> right, you know right, I mean? right right you know it's it's pretty cool that you mentioned um spots that you went to with dilla in in la you know which is actually leads me to my next question um and either you guys could answer it um uh could any of y'all recall a time if, if any y'all could recall a time that you shared with dilla while out in la what would you recall is one of the fondest memories being in that city with him <laughs> you might have more than that. one story <laughs> but jump, whatever jumps out well i mean it's like it's a couple like one, one was uh like uh me and I, I don't know what more it wasn't the beverly center it was another more and you know we, we it's me and my bro we you know we did sneakers and you know what i mean uh yeah like we, we 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 just we leave in foot locker and um we we about to leave out and then uh red man is like about to walk in the foot locker and you know he he noticed my bro or whatever wow. and then uh so they start talking about they talking about this beat or whatever i think they was talking about the beat the the one that q tip used uh uh on uh, the renaissance i can't the it's the 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 dancing machine beat yeah, or whatever yeah. they, he, he was mm -hmm. trying to get that beat or whatever right. and i re i remember the dude uh, in foot locker was like they was racing to get red man shoes and it was just, i don't know that's just funny to me like wow. <laughs> it was crazy yeah uh, <laughs> another time um i remember uh we was at in and out burger and um they messed up the order and <laughs> and my, my bro was uh was, was uh cussing out the person at the drive <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, cause see, like my bro was silly too, but like another, he had this other side where you know you, it's like he really like, he got this like you don't want to like tick him off like, right. uh, it's, like but it's kind of funny though. It's like it's funny to see that side though, but like you know, right. really really get to see that side. But if you get a chance to catch that side, it was, it's you know, like, it's pretty hilarious. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Frank got something. Though. <laughs> go ahead, Frank. Let, let let us know, man. What, what's what's the stories of being out in L.A. with Dilla, man? Man, I can't tell half the stories, but uh, uh <laughs> whatever is safe entirely... for you to tell. Okay, okay, okay. Like like my first time. I'll tell you how how things come full circle, man. My very first trip to Cali as an adult was with Dilla, right? Okay. And it was uh probably 1996, I think it was. Wow. And, um, okay. That's the same year uh, Pop on that died, right? Was that? Huh? That's the same yeah, year yeah, Tupac it was right died, after right? He was coming out here to do a record for India Davenport, who was uh, at right. the time the lead singer of Brand New Heavies. And, uh, you know, he had did a few joints and a remix for the Brand New Heavies and whatnot. And, you know, he was out here mer- working with Mike Ross, right? So they flew us out. And, you know, uh, you know, this is this is delicious vinyl, uh, you know, after tone look, after far side, so you know things were good. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I never forget it. Mike Ross picked us up in a brand new Lexus, and you know took us to the studio, and they worked, and then he took us and dropped us off at the strip club, and we just have a had a great, great time. You get what I'm saying? And that was right. in 1996. Right here in 2013, going to 2014, I'm sitting in a delicious vinyl office working with Mike Ross. You understand? Right. Over Dilla B, and now with Dilla J. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like it's, that. That's that's probably one of the, you know, for me, Dilla gave me that. You know what I'm saying? He allowed right. me the opportunity to even shake hands with this man, who had so who sold millions and millions and millions and millions of records. You know what I'm saying? And and did right. this record music industry thing to death. Has no reason to do this anymore. You understand? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm here working alongside, you know. History, man. Music right. history. Right. And, uh, you know, Dilla gave me that, man. On my first trip to Cali as an adult, Dilla gave me this connect. You feel what I'm saying? That's what's up. That's what's up. So, yeah, now, man. go ahead. It's real deal. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, Delicious Vinyl, you know, I'm, you know, I'm glad you spoke about um, his name. Mike Ross, you said? That's his name? Yes, Mike Ross. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm glad you spoke about um, him because... um. You know, Delicious Vinyl is a label, obviously, like, that Dilla was no stranger to, like you said, you know, Far Side, you know, working with Delicious Vinyl in the past. Um, yeah. What, what, what did you, what, what do you, why do you think um, this label was a good fit to have a project like the Yancey Boys be released on um, for, you know, in, in this year, in 2013? Um. I think, man, you know, uh, obviously their history with Dilla, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and, and the fact, you know, uh, have a, an appreciation for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they appreciate having it here. They they genuinely feel like, you know, oh, man, it's a good thing to have, you know, a Dilla project over here. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and, and nurture it. We're going to make it what it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So, Definitely. you know. And again, you know, history history kind of beats all. And, and, and the Far Side record was Dilla's first hit. You understand? And it was it was it was 
this record label that ushered in that hit. You get what I'm saying? So I got you. Man, it's it, uh, history trumps all in a lot of ways. History trumps all. No doubt. Also, what what can we expect um, to see more from Delicious Vinyl? Is there going to be a continuation or a third Yancey Boys LP? Can people expect that at this point? Or like, what's what's next? Um, are you guys uh, going to be doing more work with Delicious Vinyl? Oh well, yeah, yeah, definitely a lot uh, a lot more work. Um, we're actually working on Botany Applebaum's project right now. Uh, okay, cool. You know, and we're gonna have to, you know see on this Yancey Boys thing. This is a, a decision that, you know, all parties involved would have to make. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was a superstar, man. So I don't know. He might not want to hang out with me no more after this record. You know how that goes? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, so, you know, yeah, man, we going to, but it, you'll definitely see more work between Illa J, myself, and, and, and Delicious Vinyl, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. Is there any chance that, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I may be stretching right here, but is there any chance mm-hmm. that Yancey boys may expand into more than just you two guys? I mean, well, you nah. three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's an LJ decision. That's an LJ shut it down right away. I hear that. Ain't nobody worthy, right? Me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, gonna come out the woodworks, another brother or something? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I hear that. Unless I have, well, unless I have twin sons, and they'll be the new Yancey boys twenty years from now. <laughs> all right. Well, Yancey boy. I mean, well, LJ, you're officially in control of the Yancey boys empire. So it ain't. If it's a no go, it's a no go. All right. That's cool yeah. with me because the record sounds dope. No, it sure. is, you know. Definitely. Well, I want to thank you, brothers, for being on the line with us today. I had a wonderful time building with y'all. I wish each of y'all the best of success in your future endeavors and just music careers in general. Uh, before we get out of here, um, why don't you just give the people a, a, a update on, you know, where they can keep connected with y'all, whether it's your website, your Twitter, Facebook. Where can people keep updated with all the good stuff happening with each of you? Yo, man, for me, uh, for Frank Knit, uh, for Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, it's all Frank Knit. Uh, and then there, you can also get us on the uh, Yancey Boys uh, Twitter feed there, deliciousvinyl.com. You can get on that. Uh, uh, LJ, you got a few? I know you got 300. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh hit, hit me up on Twitter at uh, LJ. Um, uh, at John Regal One on Instagram and again Twitter at ENC Boys and yeah I mean it's it's, it's, it's official ENC Boys let's go <laughs> no yeah. doubt and people remember y'all can also check us out online at outtheboxmedia.com that's www.outtheboxmedia.com O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X-media.com and on Twitter at outtheboxmedia as well as on Facebook at outtheboxtv. Thank y'all for tuning in on a weekly basis. We're going to go out with the last song of the show which is literally beautiful featuring uh, Frank Nitt and Nilla J as Yancey Boys, of course, and the homie Pasta Noose of De La Soul, as well as the vocalist Botany Applebaum, produced, of course, by the legendary Jay Dilla. 
So check out the joint, beautiful Yancey boys, Out the Box Radio. I thank y'all again, brothers, for being on the line. I wish y'all the best of success. We're going to go out with the last joint. Matter of fact, why don't y'all um just introduce it for y'all? This is beautiful off the um the the album. Uh give give the people a briefing on, you know, how that song came together and we're gonna go out with it. Yeah, man. Um it was actually pretty simple, man. Uh Illa and and, and, and Botany came up with the chorus. Okay. Uh we sent it over to, to Paz. He killed it, sent it right back. And man, it was just, you know, we just had to uh, fill in our spots and and keep it up to par, man, you know. And it's called Beautiful, but it's a really a, a beautiful song, very uplifting. And, you know, uh, uh, Bonnie took us to church. Uh, she had on, uh, everybody standing on the church pews. So uh, <laughs> the song came out beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So there it is, y'all. Yancey Boys, Beautiful, featuring Pasta Noose and Botany Applebaum. Check it out. Out the Box Radio. Peace. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go. Rock with it. Yeah. Boy, keep your head up high. Even when we feel like we trapped, stuck in a cubicle Need money, rent due, she's phoning him too And they ain't even thinking about the trouble that you went to To keep your head up, you try to avoid the feds And you operate on love, you ain't tripping about the bread Shit, she gotta get it, like this is Christmas, you Santa Claus And when you get it, all the fine ladies give you their panty drawers And that ain't all, family first And them hoochies ain't gon' holler when you dead in the hearse Let the drama disperse, keep your fam up high And the devil's gon' try, I don't lie, little buddy Especially at cookout.
about your family life and we know it ain't nobody talking everybody eating if you see this you will know the food is good that is the secret universal Rock with it, rock with it, rock with it.